welcome back to another episode of the Red Room Podcast, man. New week, new content. Y'all know how we do it week to week. Appreciate everybody who tuned in and listen to us, man. We appreciate y'all a lot. This week, we got a dope episode for y'all, bro. Uh, the much-anticipated Isaiah Rashad album had released. Nudie drops music. Max O'Cream got something on the way. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Lollapalooza and Rolling Loud performances, man. The Locks and the Dipset verses and the Boldy James and the Alchemist, man. They dropped the album, too. It's a couple of... It's, it's, it's a lot of stuff we got to get to today, bro. This definitely going to be a good-ass episode. So, man, first off, we're just going to start off with, like, jump straight into the music. Because, like I said, we got a lot to cover, bro. So, Isaiah Rashad released the album, man. That album is the most anticipated album that I have been waiting on for the past three, four years, bro. Ever since the last album came out. Anybody who know me know I've been waiting on this album. I've been talking about it. If you listen to the podcast week to week, you already know where I'm at with this album, bro. And Isaiah Rashad finally released that whole man. Uh amazing album. I'ma just say that off 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 rip. The album is called The House Is Burning. As I mentioned, I told y'all a couple uh shit. I've been telling y'all for months now. But anyway, the album called The House Is Burning, man. The whole album from beginning to end is a banger, bro. And that been that been the case with a lot of albums that have been coming out within the past like Two months, every one of them like been real deal hitting on the nose, man. And these artists who done took their time for real, for real, like Isaiah Rashad, who ain't put out an album since what 2017, 2016. Uh, Sons Tyrade, like we real deal been waiting on this, we've been hawking on it, man. He's been one of the most anticipated drops in in music for real for a little while, and he finally released his album. And I like the fact that you can you can tell the personality. Uh, or what mindset an artist is in by the way his album is going, bro. And this album got a bunch of different layers to it. Like, it start off with, like, some real deal gangster shit. I'm about to pop my shit. But the song named Dark Side, so it got that little geeky element to it, bro. And at the same time, it, the next song is, like, this goofy down-to-earth motherfucking Tennessee southern-ass nigga. And then, bro, it, it bounced around so much from different personalities different vibes all through the album man um the only thing what got me at first bro was i told y'all about the rollout the way he started you know putting out the album first he said hey i'm finna put this album out uh he you know he said but you know in so many words hey i'm finna put this album out and then he started slowly uh releasing singles giving us little you know snippets of shit and first he gave us one song then another song and then I was like, bro, you don't need to drop now another song unless you finna drop that song like the day before the album or some shit. Because I was like, I know your album ain't gonna be like super long because it's gonna be a good ass album. So shit, you giving us like four out of 14 songs, nigga, shit, at least make it like 16 songs long or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know. I guess it was a, a method to the madness, but. Uh, he did drop the album. He dropped some singles first too and a couple videos. I'm gonna get to them later. But, yeah, man, the whole album from beginning to end, bro, like, I don't got no, I ain't going to say that, man. I don't even want to say that because I do got a favorite song on there, but I'm trying to be as unbiased as I possibly can. But anyway, like I said earlier, it started off with that dark side. 
Uzi got a song on there, man, from the garden, which for the longest time I thought the name of the song was Bussin', but that shit hard. Uh, Rest in Peace Young might be probably my favorite, one of my my top two. I put that as my top two. Um, Lay With You, all the way down this whole album, bro, amazing features on this album, by the way, y'all, amazing features. Uh, Like I said, he did put some songs out first, so y'all know who was on those tracks, you know, the Duke Deuce. Um, headshots for the locals, and then he had that Amendi. Uh, of course, he got J Rock on that bitch, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Lamb Dolce or Cal Banks, I don't know. That's my probably my number two song. Uh, what you said, that's that, them, 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 uh, they tied for number two for me, bro. Uh, so well, for number one, so I don't know, but I got put on with some artists on this album, and it was a much needed. It was a much-needed album. I ain't even going to say break because it came out in the midst of so much music coming out, bro. It came out uh, right when the when the damn, when Tyler Creator dropped his shit for real, for real, like a little bit after that. So, shit, we was piggybacking off of that, and that was a great-ass album. So, he real deal did his thing on this album, man. Never did I even imagine the album well i did know the album was gonna be this good bro like i did and like i like i did predict he 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 did put out those songs like that man he gave us that many songs normally people wouldn't give us that many songs before the album even dropped but the album it's a solid 16 songs and a solid ass 16 songs so ain't like one of them long ass albums that got like 12 songs hit out of a 20 Two song album It ain't one of them bro Every song go Hard Like the whole thing He really did popping this shit You can see the way He done elevated The way he done changed his game The way he done remained the same Still humble bro Same guy But his mindset different bro And you hear that It reflect through his music Uh But yeah He even got my partner Dude bro What I do like about Doing this podcast Is like I I tell y'all the artists I listen to, bro, whether they be popping or not. And I told y'all a couple of years ago, uh, last year to be uh, exact, about YG Tut. He was another rapper from uh, Chattanooga. And I was like, man, him and Isaiah Rashad, they had a couple of songs together already. Uh, it was on YG Tut stuff, though, but it was only like one or two songs. And I was like, man, he need to have YG Tut on his damn album, bro. Because uh, one of my favorite albums is that Preacher's Kid from YG Tut. So I was just looking, then I got on down to the album, bro. I was like, man, what is YG Tut, nigga? Man, I was hype as hell, y'all. So that just came around circle for me. And I've been listening to this album heavy. Shit, I don't know what else to tell y'all, bro. Uh, fuck with it. I'm a day one Isaiah Rashad fan. Way back, the unreleased, un, uh, unmastered, goddamn Sylvia demo. Always, bro, Isaiah Rashad fan, like, to the death of me, nigga. And he definitely delivered on this uh, album. Uh, like he 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 definitely I'll say he set the tone for TD even start dropping some more content in 2021. Uh, like I said, from the way he rolled out the album, it was different. Uh, the singles they were spaced out. He he put them out. He gave us like those singles before the album, but they were spaced out a good little you know proper amount of time. And the only thing that I do, I will say about this album that uh, it ain't even bad for real, for real. It's just my thoughts about it. Like, I was expecting a Kendrick Lamar verse on this album, you know, to say the least. Ain't nobody heard nothing about Kendrick. This would have been the perfect time for him to be like, hey, yo, I'm still here, nigga, shit, you know. 
Uh, just a little teaser, man. Just give us something to possibly look forward to soon. But he wasn't on the album. But at the same time, I'm glad Isaiah Rashad, none of the songs that were on the album gave me a Kendrick need to be on this song vibes. And I appreciate that, bro. Because if I would have went through that whole album and it would have been a perfect, like, hey, bro, you need to throw Kendrick right here. I would have been like, and eh, you know, man, it would have, it would have, it would have made me think about that particular song a little bit different. But like, lo and behold, it did not, man. So, uh, that was dope too. So of course, man, TDE, they know what they're doing, bro. They know what they're doing. Each individual artist, them is a whole label. But I don't know what Punch got going on, bro. Uh, and like, that's about it for real, for real, for Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, man. Up next. Shit, Bodie James and Alchemist ain't missed yet. They put out a project, man, called Bo Jackson. And honestly, this project came up out of nowhere for me. I know they had dropped a freestyle, the first 48 freestyle, uh, about a couple weeks before this uh, album came out. But I wasn't expecting to be like, oh, they finna drop a whole album. I just, It just went to my radar, man. They probably announced it and all kinds of shit, but... I probably just wasn't paying no attention. But when it got sprung up on me, I was like, oh, shit. They dropping an album, nigga, tomorrow. And I was like, all right, boom. Got to listen to it, man. Bodie James and the Alchemist. Off rip, I will say this, man. People real deal forget that whole wave. We was talking about uh, we was talking about it, matter of fact, last night at my partner Tyler crib, man. Uh, we was talking about how that whole, people forget that that whole wave was on top last year, bro. They were the ones consistently putting out dope quality content throughout the whole pandemic, bro, because they didn't need the other outlets like the club and all that shit just to, you know, promote or listen to the music, man. You didn't have to be in no particular vibe or mindset or, like, environment to, you know, enjoy and appreciate their music. And that's why they can continue to roll out music like that, man. Uh, but, yeah, people tend to forget that last year, uh, shit, the West Coast, shit, up in New York, New York, hell, the South in its own subcategory, I guess. But shit, man, like it was rocking through the pandemic, bro. That whole wave was going in. Goddamn, uh, shit, Freddie Gibbs, goddamn, bro, everybody. Like it was going in like that, man. Griselda Records, Westside Gun, goddamn Conway, goddamn, man, bro, it was going down. They had shit on lock, and so. I ain't expect nothing less whenever I did find out that Bodie James and Alchemist, Alchemist, who been the key to a bunch of they shit, bro, they, they, they just work together, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I ain't expect nothing short of greatness when I uh, saw this album. This album right here, man, like, it was the shift that I needed as a good break to relax from everybody who was dropping back-to-back, like, Hey, nigga, I got something to prove albums. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily something to prove, but they put their foot off in this album. And so much music been dropping, like, back to back in a short period of time these past couple months, man, that, like, I just been listening to a bunch of different music. But this right here was that good break. It was, you know, it's that chill. It's Boldy James, bro. It's Boldy James and the Alchemist. I can't say it no other way than that, man. Unless you listen to this, unless you listen to this type of music, like that upper New York because they got the boom bap, but they also got the vibes, and they got their old school, they got their soul, they got the samples going, bro. They got their own sound. You definitely know it's some New York shit when you listen to it. And righteously, man, like this album, it hit. I I I will describe this album in the process of smoking a blunt, bro. So 
you roll the blunt, you listen to the first couple songs, you like the blunt, you on like song number three, and then, you know, you just lay back and vibe to the blunt, bro. Halfway through that bitch, you like, oh, yo, nigga, I'm kind of, you know, I'm getting kind of, and that's how the album picked, bro. I was like, man, this album fire, you know what I'm saying? Then, goddamn, you know, you done with the blunt, then you get to the back end of the album, bro, and you be like, man, this bitch going in, bro. Like, this album is off the motherfucking chain. So it was that gradual build up for me, bro. And like this, like it was crazy, dog. Because uh, on this album, it got, uh, you know, of course, it got Benny the Butcher off on there, man. It got Alchemist, Rock Marciano, uh, somebody who I just found out about, uh, Stove God Cooks. I gotta check him out. And I think my favorite song on this album. This is when I was like, remember, I just told y'all about the process of smoking a blunt. This is like right though when you get into the good part of the blunt, man. That bitch a hen, and you already geek, but you be like, nigga, I'm gonna pull this bitch one more time. That's when that song, that that part of the that part of the album is when the song "Fake Flowers" come on, bro. It got Currency and Freddie Gibbs, easily hardest song on the whole album for me, bro. Currency killed his verse, but Freddie Gibbs killed his motherfucking verse, dog. And Boldy James killed his too, like. I don't know. That's just that, that song right there just did something for me, bro. It just solidified the whole album even more. So, uh, talk to bottom. Good album. Great album. Uh, good listen. Uh, definitely see myself revisiting this. Uh, actually, I might just go ahead and put this into the uh, playlist because it's a good listen from top to bottom, bro. Like, I really don't got too many misses from the whole from Griselda, man. Like, Griselda is the 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 record label that you can just listen to, bro, and they gonna deliver what they supposed to. Like they ain't gonna give you no bullshit. They gonna put they all into their music, and it's all quality. Like it ain't no bullshit. So uh, appreciate you, Bodie James and the Alchemist Man duo. Y'all did the damn thing. Uh, y'all definitely gonna check out that album, bro. It's called Bo Jackson. Goddamn Bo. And bro. Uh, Max O'Cream, he dropped, uh, he dropped a little, you know, one little record, and, uh, y'all should go and check that out. I believe that he might be in the works, uh, putting out an album, because he ain't put out an album in a minute, so I feel like it's due time, and he ain't one to just, you know, put a single out like that, unless he's working on some other shit, because I remember back, uh, when he was working on, uh, all that shit with Playboy Cardi, and that was before he was getting ready to roll out his other album. So, I mean, he he got the same, you know, annex going on. So, I feel like uh, I'm going to keep an eye on him. Uh, of course, I listen to Maxwell Cream a lot, too. So, uh, I'm going to definitely see the news and shit whenever that drop, if it do drop, or whatever news we do get. And Nudie. I got to talk about my boy Nudie real quick, man, before I get any further into the podcast. Nudie dropped the album, y'all. It's called Rich Shooter. And... Personally, I feel I shouldn't have dropped it, and I I was I was going on my way. I was trying to figure out my thoughts about this a couple of weeks ago, like when it dropped. I was trying to get my thoughts together, bro. I was like, Nudie, what you putting out another album for? You just dropped the album, man. And I don't know. I guess he he just got so much shit that he be doing that he be like, man, we got the music, might as well put out an album. And that don't work for him, bro. Like it really it, it don't work for him at all. I feel like, cause, and the album wasn't bad at all. Like, it was not bad. It was just an album. It was something to have on in the background, something to play, maybe pregame, maybe just, you know, have one in the background, bro, you know, people around and shit like that. But I feel like Nudie ain't going to have that next banger album, that next, like, 
shit, nudie land that next goddamn, like, bro, look, I don't feel like he gonna have it until he take the time to sit down, take his sweet ass time, bro. Like, take his sweet ass time, stop putting out albums back to back. Cause for the past like two years, he been putting out two albums a year, I think. Two whole albums a year, bro, of like just music. Like, ain't no particular order. Uh, Slamir was straight. Uh, Dr. Evil was okay. It, the last album before this album right here. But, you know, it was just, it was just songs. Like, it wasn't no whole, it wasn't no, no point to it for real, for real. So, and it, it wasn't bad. It was not bad. I'm going to continue to say that. I just feel like Nudie need to sit down, take his time, get 20 songs that, like, he put his soul into, bro. Like, like his soul into back on some Nudie Land type shit, bro. Back on Slime Ball type shit. Slime Ball 1 and 2. I feel like he need to take it way back there and take his time and sort those or those songs out. Get his people and get 14 of those 20 songs. And, like, their whole process right there, bro, might take, like, a, two years. You know what I'm saying? But whenever you put the album out, bro, that's going to be, like, you working on a legacy, bro. Like, that's your, that's your, that's going to be a hitter. It's going to be a banger, bro. Like, niggas real dig going to be screaming your name like that again, bro. Like they was when they was screaming slime ball, nigga. So, that's my advice. That, that I feel like that's what Nudie need to do. Cause this whole putting out two albums a year, it just ain't, it just ain't, it, it's too much, bro. It's too much. Like for you, it ain't, it ain't what you supposed to do. It, it don't work for you. And it's proven. Like we see the facts, you know what I'm saying? Like as a listener. So yeah, nudie, don't do that shit, bro. And I got our Tyler, the creator story, bro. Lollapalooza. Tyler, the creator, is one of the greatest performers that I have seen in a minute, bro. I will straight up say he is a performer. You don't let nobody down. Tyler, the creator, you are up there. Because this man performance at Lollapalooza, man, like I got from the crib. I got back to the crib the day my partner Steven had got engaged, man. Uh, by the way, congrats to my partner Steven, man, him. And his lovely fiance, man, they are now engaged. Congrats to uh, Steven and Laura. Uh, I was there, you know, shit, shout out to the home team, man, roommate. But I got back home late that night, bro. Uh, I had to come back from Birmingham, and I had to work the next day. So as soon as I get back, uh, I tapped in on my partner, uh, partner Tyler and Watts. We smoked a blunt. I took it back to the crib, caught a little bit of Lollapalooza, and I thought it was the end, but it was finna go to the goddamn, you know what I'm saying, to the... The headlining, Tyler Creator was headlining, bro. So I was like, fuck, I'm finna watch this whole performance. I don't care how tired I am. Man, Tyler Creator came out with the old, the new. He performed a bunch of songs from his new album, man. Call Me If You Get Lost. Uh, the musicality and everything was the He performed with the energy. Uh, man brought a whole boat on the damn, on the stage, bro. It was part of his performance. And so on top of that, he had energy the whole way through telling a story, bro. So, I it hit, and he performed his his new stuff, his older stuff, stuff from Igor, and I was just like, man, this shit is amazing. So, uh, if you ever lucky enough to go to a Tyler Creator show, uh, go. I ain't even been to one, bro, but I saw it on TV, and I know how live concerts are, bro, because I do go to concerts. And shit, that's definitely a concert I wish I would have seen live. 
Cause I feel like that was a once in a lifetime like experience. You know what I'm saying? So Tyler Creator, yeah, bro. They need to go ahead and give you your flowers now. And that's what I'm here to do, bro. Continue doing what you're doing. Alright, man. Also, I gotta take a, you know, quick little snip. I gotta take some time, brother. Just shout out that man Big Crit. Appreciate him, bro, cause I got I just gotta talk about him, dog. Like recently, like a week ago, he put a lot of his mixtapes. Old mixtapes available on streaming services, bruh. So y'all get that catalog, Big Crit, man. A bunch of people ain't heard these songs, these albums. Especially people who didn't fuck with mixtapes like that back when you had to download them off of that piff and shit, bruh. And specifically, I'm just about to, you know, go back and go into detail about this one specific album, bruh, that Return of Forever. Because it got on there and it just took off, bruh. It's like, that's an old mixtape he did way back, bruh. I think like 2012, 2011. I think back before I was even on Crit Heavy, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I didn't heard this album before. Man, that shit go in, bro. I just, it just gave me no memories, bro, because I was like, fuck, man. Uh, I started listening to it again. It was damn near like a new experience, bro. And the mixtape, old, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Whenever I talk about Crit, man, I feel like I got to go in detail for y'all, man. Crit, he one of them artists who put on for the South, man. You know, the South. Like, we, we, we get put in our own category. Like, when people think about rap, hip-hop, you bring up those words. People think about the West Coast, up north. And, like, they really they don't get a South to shine that they got. Like, they'll think about Atlanta. And they'll put Atlanta in that whole, like, they'll generalize Atlanta for the whole sound of the South, bro. Like, that's all they think the South is, is that Atlanta sound, bro. But y'all realize, man, we, we different. Everywhere we different, bro. Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, everywhere. Like, we got that same Southern, like, you can definitely tell we Southern, bro. We got our own distinct way we carry ourselves. But at the same time, bro, regionally, we all different, bro. Chat like in Florida, man, they got their country shit going on. Gold, they flashy. Chattanooga, bro, they chill on some ghetto shit. Alabama, nigga, we country in a motherfucker out here in the, in the woods, goddamn slaughtering hogs, motherfuckers ain't fuck. you know what I'm saying? And then Atlanta, they got, like, they straight up trap ghetto shit. And, like, all of us, we got to subcategorize shit together. Like, we got we got stuff that we all do that intermingles with each other, bro. But at the same, at the end of the day, we, we all southern, bro. We down here from the south, and, like... That's why I harp on being, that's why I harp on these Southern artists so much, bro. I'm glad I got the platform to be able to give y'all this knowledge. Like, I'm, I'm glad I'm able to tell y'all about these Southern artists, bro. These artists down here from the South. Because Crit, Crit Real Deal is one of those artists, he, he that Southern artist who keep it, like, a hundred, bro. Like, he don't put on for nobody. He, he, he rap about what he is, what he know. And it particularly hits me because he the type of country nigga that I am, bro. Like, ducked off in the woods, got the Chevy, threw them foes on that bitch. You you didn't come up with everything, bro, but you was grateful for it. Goddamn, you know what I'm saying? You had people that gave a fuck about you when you weren't scared to show it. Um, shit, man, like, old school ass nigga, bro. Like, straight up, old school, goddamn Slangy lean, collard greens, goddamn, man, bro. So, anyway, man, Crit put out this project. It's called Return of Forever, man. Uh, album is great. Album is dope. And when I when I talk about Crit, I know I talked about him in the past. Like, 
every time I talked about him, it had been a great thing, man. But, like, Crit, he been going through this whole thing to where, like, it ain't that he didn't know his place or what sound in the industry. It was just the, I feel like it was the confliction of him and the corporate side of the music industry, man. Because, like, when you know who you are and what you do and what sound you give and what sound you sound best at, and what's you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know exactly what content you need to put out to keep the people happy, to keep you grounded, to keep you sane, to keep you completely authentic, man. And you know, you know how these corporations be, man. Like, the industry, they're a real deal. Try to change a nigga, bro. And I feel like that was the conflict that he had going on. And so, you know, tit for tat, I understand that, bro. And that's why Crit Real Deal probably been ducked off for so long. Like, trying to hash out details and get shit together, especially with, uh, I think it was a couple of projects he put out ago, man. Like, it just sounded real industry. And I was like, this ain't crit right here. You know what I'm saying? But with this album right here, definitely, this project, he definitely came back and hit the nail on the head. This right here is that real crit. This is that crit sound, bro. And, like, man, like, the... The authenticness throughout this album, bro. Like, you can listen to it from the beginning to the end. And it, it real deal hit the nail on the head every single time, bro. And, like, I ain't going to say that. Uh, Like, I will say, bro, it really ain't no misses on this album at all. Like, you can play it straight through. And that's been the case with a lot of the albums that have been dropping uh, lately. Uh, especially from these fucking Southern artists, bro. And, like, that's what I've been trying to tell y'all. And I'm going to keep telling y'all, man. The South... We on the map. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, but if I had to choose three songs off of this album, just to give y'all an idea of what y'all want to listen to first, uh, I definitely say that Dreaming, uh, Highs and Lows. Highs and Lows probably my favorite song on there. And that Shake It. Like, all them bitches go hard, man. And, yeah, it's a real humble album, bro. And when I think of Crit, that's what I think about, man. Real southern-ass humble nigga, bro. And... I'm a visual, I'm a visualizer, man. I'm a visual learner, bro. Like, I put myself into the scenario. Somebody give me a scenario, I paint the picture with my eyes, and I see it in front of me, bro. And whenever I, that, that's what crit music do to me. Like, when I hear this album, bro, I think it's a real country-ass, dirty boys, dungeon family, goddamn outcast type shit. And, well, sound, you know, not completely they own elements, but still. Like, I, I feel like, whenever I hear this album, bro, I hear... I hear the trees, nigga, country ass, just country ass shit going on in the background. Goddamn, you know, goddamn nigga barbecuing and shit. Nigga over there working on the goddamn car, you know what I'm saying? He got the foes on that bitch. You know, getting shit crack-a-lacking for the weekend, man. You know, some real country ass shit. And uh, Crit, you know, Crit, he just multi-talented, man. He, he a singer, he a rapper, he a producer, he an engineer. And I feel like with all those elements going on, bro, Crit real deal just like, Got into the studio and was like, hey, nigga, we finna get, I'm, I'm in my zone. This is where I feel most comfortable. I feel great right now. And I feel like he did that whole situation for 10 days straight and put this album out. Because, like, shit, bro. This that country shit here, man. That old school pimp shit. Like, good old country. Al this, this, this some Alabama shit here, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. This some good country ass Alabama shit right here that I'm listening to from Crit. And I love it, bro. Like, shit, on some Dirty Boys type shit. And, yeah, man, Crit, 
continue to do this, bro. I, I feel like you know exactly what you're doing. You done found your niche, bro. And like the whole situation, bro. Like I told y'all, like that Boulder James album gave me a whole uh, a break from the other music that was dropping. But righteously, man, like this album like came out at the same time, but I got on a couple of days later. But this was the album I needed too, man. It gave me that leeway from everybody dropping out their A games. Everybody putting out they they A. Hey, I, I I gotta make it this time or goddamn A. Hey, I got something to prove. And then Crit came and dropped this gem right here. And I don't think he had nothing to prove because fans of him know him, bro. They know that he you know he either trying to get some shit together or you know it just ain't it all there. But at the same time, bro, like when he dropped. We know he gonna you know drop drop like if it ain't it, we we just gonna chop that up. We gonna he gonna take that air like it ain't gonna be nothing that we gonna be like, hey man, you know I ain't never listening to Crit again. But it was just the album a couple albums ago, bro. It just one it sounded real industry. But this right here, damn show make up for it. And he put a bunch of his mixtapes on streaming services too. So y'all peep that too, bro. Uh, but the project, the newest project, again, was called Return of Forever, man. Uh, the Southern Kid, goddamn old school selling yin candy yams and collard greens, nigga. Motherfucking crit out this bitch. Uh, also, man, Kendrick dropped some news on your boy. Okay, so Kendrick put out a tweet. And the tweet was a link, and it had a folder, and you click on the folder. I saw it, and I thought it was finna be, like, some new music or some shit, like a track. You know, he finna put out the album or whatever, whatever. Nah, man, it was a whole little, you know, letter to his fans. And so the letter to his fans, man, I'm, I'm gonna read it verbatim. It said, I spend most of my days with fleeting thoughts, writing, listening, and collecting old beach cruisers. The morning rides keep me on the hill of silence. I go months without a phone. Love, loss, and grief have disturbed my comfort zone, but the glimmers of God speak through my music and family. While the world around me evolves, I reflect on what matters the most, the life in which my words will land next. As I pronounce my final TD album, TDE album, I feel the joy to have been part of such a cultural imprint after 17 years, the struggles, the success, and most importantly, the brotherhood may the most high continue to use top dog as a vessel for candid creators as i continue to pursue my life's calling there's a beauty in complexion and always faith in the unknown thank you for keeping me in your thoughts i've prayed for you all see you soon enough oklahoma that was a letter to his fans man righteously in a nutshell it said that he putting out his final tde album um, that's not to say that it's going to be his final album completely, but it's pretty much saying that he, he, he just told us, bro, he just ain't in the mind space for music right now. And I understand he deserved it, bro. He deserved the break that he want. Like he didn't gave us ample music, ample classics. He got a family now, bro. He trying to reap the, reap the benefits like of the success that he earned. And I don't blame him at all, man. He like, he righteously deserve all this shit. So uh yeah, Kendrick put out his last TD TDE album, man, and for real, for real, I I ain't mad, cause I got my issues with TDE. 
Uh, I really do. But uh, that's another that's another conversation for another time. But yeah, man, Kendrick putting out his final album for TDE, and we don't know, man. This might just be like a hiatus or a breaking ties with TDE for real, for real. You know, just giving us the the luxury of letting us know that it's his last album with them. And if it is, man, you know, shit, in a couple of years, bro, righteously, if he did start, well, if he did start making music again, for real, for real, shit, I want it to be, I want him, I want him to link up with Dre, man, shit, him and him and Dre, you know, after, man, you know, it'll just complete the equation. So, that's, that's where I'm at with it, man, but yeah, Kendrick Lamar, bro, because like, uh, this is a well-deserved break. Um, as you can as you can tell from the from his albums, man, he need a break. Like Section Eighty, bro, that was the album he needed to put out just to let people know that he fires fuck. Then Section Eighty, uh, not Section Eighty, but uh, the pimp, not the pimp butterfly. Damn, <clears throat> shit, <clears throat> my bad, y'all. My throat dry than a motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> but hell yeah, man, shit. <clears throat> yeah, but anyway, from goddamn Section 80 to Good Kid Mad City, Good Kid Mad City, he told y'all, bro, he ain't had a perfect upbringing. He was out there in the streets of L.A., man, doing what he do, trying to survive out that bitch. And our culture make that shit seem like it's the norm, bro, when it really ain't. So, you know, there's plenty of people out there who got battle scars from that shit right there, like mentally. And so then he moved on to the album after that, The Pimple Butterfly. He was comfortable. He found out who he was. He was recovering from, you know, depression and shit, man. Finding out that that shit really wasn't sweet. That ain't how people supposed to come up. And, you know, the way he ended up coping with shit ain't how he was supposed to cope with. But at the end of the day, he found himself, you know what I'm saying? He's proud to be a black man, proud to be, you know, where it is. And then he went on the damn, brother, you know, reiterate on that motherfucker. He was just like, hey. Shit, this is more of my upbringing. I'm giving y'all my story. This is what y'all need. Uh, this is what I want to give y'all, bro. I'm giving y'all a lot of myself. And I feel like after doing that, bro, after giving yourself to your fans when you really didn't have to and giving us hit after hit after hit, classics, bro, ample classics, I feel like you deserve the break that you finna get or finna give yourself after this album, man. Don't get me wrong. I'm ready for the album. Don't get me wrong. I'm ready for that motherfucker. You can drop that bitch. Tonight, nigga, I'm ready for that motherfucker, but yeah, man, that, that's how it is, man. Like, shit, big ups to that nigga Kendrick, man. Uh, that was some news. <laughs> like, I ain't, I ain't even know how to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, stomach that for a man. I was like, man, what the hell, Kendrick got going on, bro? Is he finna like put out an album? Then I clicked on that motherfucker. I was like, oh shit. But yeah, man. But uh, what else we got, bro? Just just music as a whole, bro. Music as a whole. Uh, we didn't talk about a lot of music this week, bro. I told y'all, but um, it and all kept me down, bro. These past two months of music dropping, like through these summer recaps, man. I know we didn't have gaps in the episodes and stuff, but I, I didn't got y'all feel back in, bro. It's been a while, two months, two and a half months, whatever it been. From all the music, man, from that Boldy, James the Alchemist, Isaiah Rashad, Cole, Nudie, Tyler, Creator, and his performing ass, Big Yavo, Goddamn Migos, uh, shit, you know, and he ain't even out yet, bro. 
I told y'all the year started off slow than a motherfucker. Uh, TDE giving us, you know, and Dreamville, you know what I'm saying? They dropping off some shit. And even Drake, bro, he he, he started off the year on a hopeful note, but at the end of the day, that nigga didn't even drop his motherfucking album. So it wasn't too hopeful at the beginning of the year. But what I told y'all, slowly but surely, bro. And now is the surely part. It took goddamn six, seven, eight months, but shit, we here. And for real, for real, from what we got, I righteously can't wait for the last four months, bro, because it's finna be, you know, full throttle, bro. Goddamn pedal to the bottom of that bitch out here, man. Shit. Yes, sir. And last but not least, man, I gotta talk to y'all about this fucking locks versus dip set versus. I know it's been a couple weeks. But, you know, I'm late to the party, bro. But still, I'm going to talk about it, man. Uh, off real, bro. Like, this was a this was a versus that I knew was going to be high energy, man. And, like, I don't know. Like, I ain't know what they expect. I knew what they expect from the masses. But I ain't know people down here where I'm at fuck with Jada Kiss like that. Because uh, I remember when he dropped his last, well, a couple albums ago, bro. It was, like, last year. Uh, back when I had first just got my car. Matter of fact, and he had dropped the album, and I was like, bro, goddamn, Jada Kid still got it, man. Like, this shit's still hard. And I was telling people about the album, bro, and they were like, you still listen to Jada Kids, nigga? I was like, hell yeah. But anyway, bro, like, it, it was just weird. I was like, y'all don't fuck with Jada Kids, bro? Like, what? So, I don't know, man. Back to the verses. Off real, this New York, this, this verses was the New York is New York shit I done seen <laughs> ever. Like, Lights everywhere, man. Energy crazy. The venue at Madison Square Garden. They had Michael Buffer announce the damn thing, bro. Like on some real fight night type shit. Uh, locks came out first, and as soon as they came out, bro, as soon as they hit the stage, it was just energy everywhere, bro. That nigga Jada Kiss was like off. Oh, he was like, nigga, nah, bring the lick over here, bro. <laughs> then he brought goddamn Dipset out. He announced them. He brought them on out to the stage, man. And from there, shit, it was up, nigga. It was all the way up from there, man. Uh, that nigga Kiss has said, shit, this verse is bigger than Harlem. It's bigger than Yonkers, nigga. This shit about New York. So... They was going in after that, bro. Jada Kiss, bro, amazing stage presence. Like that man, Jada Kiss, easily got the the fucking MVP for the night. That nigga was all over the stage, man. Uh, the music it went in. Y'all already know, bro. The New York shit. Like everybody, Dipset and the Locks, goddamn Jen Jones, Cameron, Jada Kiss, the whole both of them, bro, back to back. They was going in. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Dipset lost. Like them, they lost. They lost, nigga. Like, <laughs> but it ain't like they ain't hold their own. Like, they were going tit for tat. If you want more, you know, insight, more detail about the actual set list and shit like that, y'all can go and check out my partner Tyler uh, podcast, goddamn Stash House podcast, because he go into more detail. Then I'm going to go on here, bro. I just want to talk about this versus because it was entertaining than a motherfucker. Uh, aside from all the music and shit, uh, though, that New York stage presence, wow, man. That whole atmosphere. Like, niggas set the tone just talking before the music even started, bro. Talking mad shit. All you heard was, but, 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 yep. I was like, bro, god damn. That shit went on for like 15 minutes, bro. And so he was like, nobody get off. If 
Nobody get the fuck on this stage. Ain't shit happening till you get the fuck off the stage, bro. It's like they spent half of the verses arguing, but it was like on some my drunk uncle, my drunk uncle, my two drunk uncles, you know what I'm saying, arguing, but it's all love. The whole fucking verses. So that shit was wild, bro. And then once when they got everybody off the stage and shit, they proceeded to go on like a locks versus dipset roast nigga. And I mean, they was going in on each other, man. Uh, and the crowd was eating that shit up, still going wild. The people in the crowd, bro, everybody was in the crowd, bro. Like from fucking major ball players, nigga, musicians, artists, producers, goddamn Fat Joe, all in that bitch. You know, the whole New York crowd, bro. If you was like a New York artist or like a lover of New York, the area, old New York, New York, new, new York, fucking that hip hop, real, real hip hop, bro. Like you was in that motherfucker if you was somebody. So. Uh, yeah, they was roasting each other, nigga, and they started battling, like, tit for tat, goddamn, shit, shit was on, bro, and Jadakiss, man, like, man, the locks, in general, nigga, them motherfuckers performed, dog, like, they perform all they shit, every lyric, every, every, every ad-lib, nigga, every, every step was there, they was on one the whole night, and I like this versus in particular, because it wasn't your, your typical DJ Play one song, then they play another one from the other group. It was a full-blown-ass concert, bro. Like, I wish I was in that motherfucker. Like, for real, for real, Lost was killing Dipset all night. All fucking night, bro. Like, shit was wild. It was blowing my mind. I, like, Dipset held they own with, like, they set list, but nigga, Locks was got on their ass, bro. So, it was wild. Uh, Cameron... That nigga funny, bro. Like, every time Locks went camera, he set up this little-ass fucking lawn chair on his side of the stage. So, every time Locks, they played some shit. That nigga went over that motherfucking got comfy and sat down in the lawn chair and shit up on the stage, bro. And Jada Kiss, he was like, oh, y'all tripping over your lyrics, nigga? Y'all rapping over your lyrics? Yeah, we know our lyrics, nigga. You could have did this shit in the car on Apple Music, nigga. We performing. We perform over here, man. Jada Kiss was going in on their ass. That shit was so funny, bro. But uh, he said that, right? He said that, and then he had high energy, and then he dropped that uh, that who shot your freestyle, and then that nigga said, let's rap. And from there, bro, I was like, yo, ain't no coming back from this versus. Like, it's over, Dipset. Y'all lost, but shit, we appreciate y'all for playing the game. It was some real New York love in that bitch. Uh but yeah, like I said, man, this was the New York is New York shit. I'd have seen it in a minute. I always applaud New York for everything they do, they did. Nigga, birth hip hop shit. That's what it's all about, bro. Music, loving music. But uh, if you ain't seen this verses, I highly recommend. And when you ain't doing shit, when you get off work, you rolling up that blunt, you got down getting your mind right, drinking you some wine or something, just sitting down enjoying yourself, bro. Just put that fucking verses on and enjoy it because that shit lit. From the from the from the start to the finish, nigga, this shit is lit.